Hi, I'm Reg Boy. And I'm Chris Montgomery. Welcome to Design Minded, our podcast looking at how design influences our thoughts and behaviors. In today's episode, we look at the design of the metaverse. So in the last few months, especially after Mark Zuckerberg went up and renamed his company Meta, the natural next question was, why Meta? What the heck is a metaverse? Um, You know, what's Facebook doing here? And so that's kind of what we wanted to talk about today. I think it's a very interesting topic area just because it's relevant, but also it, it really does fit into the space that we try and cover in this podcast around design and what that means for human interaction. I mean, that's literally what is being created here is there's going to be companies designing something that we're going to be interacting with. But I think yeah. the first question that really needs to be asked and, and answered uh, for our conversation is what the heck is a metaverse? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's such a new term and, it, and it's actually such a strange concept. In in my head, the closest thing I can think of is, is sort of the matrix, yeah, almost that it's a, a digital world. So people talk about it this as the next version of the internet. Mm-hmm. So obviously, it has to be then uh, completely interconnected with the whole rest of the world, and uh, and it transforms the way we use the internet in in many ways as well. But still has that core component of bringing uh, of information transfer and kind of bringing people to to connect to certain spaces you know like our social media platforms and all that mm-hmm. uh, but like the matrix is a, is a place where you can enter potentially virtual spaces that are you know 3d rendered environments or even real uh, environments from the real world uh, potentially completely virtual virtually created CGI spaces and so it really is the the idea of it is that it will be a completely immersive digital space to replace what we currently have as the internet. Because if you think about what the internet has become pretty quickly once it started becoming a thing and, and what it's become increasingly more and more, especially with social media, is a place for people to virtually gather Mm-hmm. Um, you know, first it was mainly just text, uh, but that's obviously increased as technology has gotten better from to move from text to photos, to video, to audio. And, and it's become a bit more immersive, but it's remained in a fairly, you know, two-dimensional environment, right? We Most of us interact in the internet with the internet in on a screen of different sizes. And that's about where it stays. We're still totally aware of our actual reality around us if you look and glance just to the left of your screen you're back in reality it's Mm -hmm. not a super immersive space and so what a lot of companies including facebook are looking at is how that can slowly change and we can have this interconnected we can still strive for connection with others sharing ideas entertaining each other but in a way that is as immersive as our natural environment yeah, or as close to it as you can as get. Close to, yeah, yeah, as close to possible. I think a good um, illustration of that point would be online shopping. So, right, mm. you know, right now we go and we essentially browse a catalog of items that a store has. Mm-hmm. And it, for me, 
looking at clothes online, I, I have no idea. How is that going to fit? How is totally. that going to look? Is that the right color? I don't know enough about clothes to start making those judgments. Sometimes it's just easier to go to the store and I have an idea of mm-hmm. what the actual physical product is like. Now, potentially, with one uh, one thing that could be possible in the metaverse is that you, through the use of virtual reality technology, kind of enter a virtual store yeah. where maybe your avatar doesn't try it on, but you actually get a sense of the uh, product in a more naturalistic way. Yeah. Um, just as an example. Yeah. And, and to that point, you know, we've kind of reached a bit of a pinnacle uh, and it's always, you know, risky to say that when it comes to technology, because it's hard <laughs> to predict where things are going. But if you look at Amazon, for example, or, or any online shopping, the site looks different than it did five years ago, even t- and ten years ago, and went up. But the functionality is very similar. It's gotten better. You know, algorithms have made it so that you know we're getting shown stuff that we like. You know, more often. You know, it's faster. You know, there's there's certain tools that have improved the experience, but it's remained very similar because it's limited to that two dimensional space. Yeah, there's only so much that there's only so much that the best designers and UX. Ex- designers and 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 programmers can do in that space that changes Mm -hmm. in every possible way when you open it up to every dimension the other two sort of critical components of what the metaverse will be is that it is completely persistent right Mm -hmm. so we've kind of talked about the metaverse as a, a digital space and and at least for me i have trouble envisioning that as anything other than a simulated sort of 3D rendered kind of environment. Yeah. But I know that people are talking about it as it'll be more than that. It's not just a virtual world, you know? But it has to be persistent, which means that I can enter the metaverse and and leave it and it continues. There's other people still engaging with it. It doesn't stop. Like in a video game, that's a virtual world. But when I stop, that video game doesn't exist. As soon as I turn off the machine, that, that game ends and it's not, you know, those characters aren't continuing to play. Yeah, uh, that's a little different. That's becoming a little different um, as online gaming is happening and some of these things like Fortnite and stuff. Yeah, this is where Fortnite actually is a good example. I'm not the right person to talk about it, but here <laughs> I am going to talk about it anyways. From what I understand about it, it is a closer to a virtual world, yeah. a closer to a metaverse where there is it's a place for gaming, but it's also social interaction. Uh, and it does kind of continue a little bit. There, there's always something happening on Fortnite. Yeah, um, there's always things happening in that space, whether you're a part of it or not. Mm-hmm. However, it's still not. It's you know, it's a little bit immersive on large screens, but it's not as immersive as as a, a virtual space. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then that people also want to build the metaverse into a fully functioning economy, right? So mm-hmm. you potentially build a house or have a living space in the metaverse. That kind of sounds weird, but let's that like you can. Let's say your office space, you have a virtual office space in the metaverse mm-hmm. and in your office, you can buy a painting that hangs on the wall. That painting's an NFT uh, that you pay for in With Bitcoin. Yep. And you own that digital thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that already exists. You know, people can buy skins for their guns in Fortnite, for example. And mm-hmm. But the idea is that in the metaverse, 
that wouldn't be contained within the Fortnite ecosystem. You own right. that thing and it pers- persists outside of that game. Similar to, for example, in the real world, if I own a paintball gun, I can go to different paintball locations and I still use the same gun there and mm-hmm. I can wear the same shirt in different locations, for example. So mm-hmm. these kinds of things would persist outside of the ecosystem of the particular platform that we're using. So it's really going to bridge platforms in a way that we don't see right now in the internet. And so you can kind of see how different technology has come along, you know, obviously first the internet and social media and then cryptocurrencies and blockchain. And they all are going to have a really important part to play in what becomes the metaverse. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the, that speaks to one of the more uh, important points with all of this. I think there's this idea that okay, Mark Zuckerberg's now working away on the metaverse and he's going to come back in three, five years and like release the metaverse to everyone. Yeah. It's not It's not a, a literal thing that doesn't exist now and needs to be programmed and then it's going to exist. What a lot of people are referring to when they talk about a metaverse is more of a progression towards this more integrated virtual real space. Yeah. And it's it's going to happen slowly over time just like the internet wasn't what it is now 20 years ago it's slowly developed and you know when we first logged onto the internet we didn't imagine buying things on the internet but now we do buy things on the internet and we didn't imagine this on the internet it's happening and so the metaverse is going to operate in a similar way where it doesn't exist didn't exist and it's going to slowly come into existence in a slow way yes and probably you know slowly take over more and more of our of our lives. I think what we'll see in there's there's certain spaces that cater more readily towards integration into the metaverse and I think specifically gaming mm-hmm. is a crucial one. So that's probably where we're going to see real strides in terms of actually figuring out what the metaverse is and what infrastructure is going to rely on and then potentially work space, you know, People want to be working from home, but there's things that they really miss about working from the office. And this integrated, I, I like the way you put it, sort of virtual real uh, space, because it, mm-hmm. it really starts to blur the lines between the digital and the real world. I, I can see that really kind of capturing the best of both worlds, you know, being able to have the comfort and convenience of working from home, but closer to the interactions that you would experience in a one-on-one meeting with someone or in-person meetings or interactions, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the benefit of it is that because it's replicating how we exist in real life, we would be able to take similar physical actions or act in similar ways that we do in real life in this virtual space. And so rather than these sort of cold and disconnected actions like clicking a button and moving your mouse and typing things on a keyboard. You can use physical actions a little bit more and you can interact rather than moving windows around on a screen. Yeah. You can virtually walk next door to the to the office that you want to talk to mm-hmm. and do it in a way that, you know, feels a little bit more natural to real life. So the question that we're trying to tackle today is, will the metaverse take off? And I yeah. think we need to kind of say what we think takeoff actually means. Right. 
you know, for me, it means that it's going to be quite ubiquitous, but not 100% adopted, you know, much like the internet or social media is today. What we're going to do now is a little bit of a debate uh, between Reg and I around whether this is going to happen. And and like I like we said, you know, it depends on what your definition of it is. But I think as we'll present, there's there's some factors that make it very likely to happen. And I think there's some factors that are going to make it very challenging and really be roadblocks in that becoming a thing now. So I think that the metaverse is is likely to happen. And I okay. think that we're probably going to see portions of it or, or emulations of it start to pop up more ubiquitously in the relatively near future. So I'm talking like in the next five to 10 years, I think we're going to see a huge increase in the um, prominence of metaverse-like spaces. Okay. I think it'll ultimately take off because of its potential to provide a very compelling and psychologically rewarding experience, but simultaneously minimizing the amount of effort that an individual human needs to put in to gain that experience. Hmm. Yeah, I think the work from home situation is... uh, is kind of crucial. Like, why do we work like to work from home? Because it's convenient and because it's easy. You know, I don't have to sit in traffic for an hour each way. I don't have to get dressed in the morning. I can sleep in later. Uh, right? There's there's the amount of energy that I need to expend in order to work is is a lot less. But what we miss about working from the office uh, is that immersive experience. The social interactions, the emotional reward of working with colleagues and and interacting in um, Mm -hmm. meaningful ways, right? So I think the metaverse really offers the opportunity to bring bring us closer to that that real goal, the things that we miss when we're engaging with digital spaces currently, but with little effort to do so. Yeah, I think I think you're you're definitely speaking to a lot of the really important driving forces that are you know, if it becomes a thing, it's going to be because of exactly what you said. I think you said it really well as, you know, seeking those human needs of physical, social, emotional stimulation and interaction with very minimal effort uh, mm-hmm. or in less effort than it takes in reality. I think that's very true. And I think that speaks a lot about to what humans are and, and why it could happen. I, I am skeptical that it will happen to the degree that lots talk about, lots of people talk about. Because I think there are a lot of really big technological barriers for this to happen. Now, you might hear that and think, well, you know, who would have predicted where we're at technologically today? You know, we just have to give it time and the, the technology will get developed. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a little deeper than that. For the metaverse to exist as we've sort of defined it, it's obviously needs to be super immersive. And yeah. it needs to be so immersive that you're removing yourself from your current reality. And I think that's a big obstacle for a lot of people to overcome. Yeah, We've had virtual reality for five, even close to 10 years in, in simplistic ways. Mm-hmm. And it exists, but it really only exists right now in gaming. So when someone wants to game, they'll put it on the same way they used to turn on their Xbox and they'll play it and then they'll exit. When you're in that game, it is super immersive. But you are no longer aware of your surroundings in, in, in any real way. 
which leads to a lot of great YouTube videos of people you know, breaking <laughs> their, their computer screens because they're wearing VR goggles. And that's the funny part of it. But I think, I think there's something really critical about that that would be disorienting to spend too much time in. Mm. And, and I think every human interaction that we've had, regardless of the platform up until now, you know, from talking to um, talking face to face to then moving into, into, you know, phones and then technology computers beyond that, we've always had the ability to move back and forth between them and stay grounded in where we are. I don't know that everyone wants to completely escape and be completely disconnected from their reality. And I think that's going to be a bit of a challenge to overcome. Mm -hmm. And I think then further than that, I think the big challenge is, okay, let's, let's assume that people are willing to, to step into that space. The technology exists. They step into it. They're in the virtual space. It's going to have to take large leaps to get to the point where an interaction in that space feels as authentic as not only not only obviously real life, but even what you and I are doing right now on a Zoom call, we can see each other for who we actually are. Mm-hmm. In a virtual space, at least most of the representations and understandings I have is that it a lot of these interactions would happen through digital avatars and and you know virtual animated created worlds it's going to take a lot for us to be able to interact with that with other avatars the way we do with even videos of each other there's so much nonverbal that and so many things that happen with our faces that are going to be really difficult to properly mimic in a virtual space and so it's going to it's going to have a those really authentic face to face or even video to video interactions that we that we have today, mm-hmm. and and to do that it's going to require an immense amount of technology to have facial scanning constantly that's then being programmed onto avatars, and um, and then represented in that virtual space. And so I think there's a huge leaps that have to take place. They're totally possible, but it's going to have to require us as humans to change the way that we choose to interact with technology and other people. Mm -hmm. I think you're absolutely right in that there's, there's a lot of technological advancements that need to be made. Uh, There's just a lot of understanding about human psychology that we just don't have in order to predict how people are going to interact with this world and how people are going to want to interact with this world. Uh, and really to create that fully immersive experience, we're, we're nowhere near that. And, and and I also think you're right that if you were to take people from right now and put them into some future 50, 100 years from now where the metaverse exists, that it, it probably wouldn't be uh, quite so rewarding or ubiquitous. Hmm. I, think, I think a complete 180 shift isn't what we're, it, it wouldn't work. Yeah. Yeah. In much the same way if you take someone from, you know, prior to the First World War to to now, they they'd be looking at us like why are you on your phone all day? Mm-hmm. You know, what's mm-hmm. so rewarding about scrolling Instagram? Mm-hmm. And so I really I think that there's two points that I that I'd like to make in response. One, 
it'll happen sort of in stages in small increments that are incrementally more immersive the technological advances at each of those stages are are, are significantly smaller my understanding yeah. of the metaverse is that it, it wouldn't all be virtual spaces that it would kind of be a combination of virtual and real spaces maybe mm -hmm. 3d rendered real environments fully digitally created um, mm -hmm. shops uh, or restaurants or, or hangout spaces uh, when i think of an avatar i kind of picturing my guy on the xbox that or the wii character that's what i picture <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know it's it's sort of an awkward, yeah, yeah, slightly misshapen. I really try to make him look like me, but fell short on a number of levels. You know, that's that's what I picture when you hear Avatar. But I think that one, if the Avatar is truly what we're going to be interacting with, there's going to be a big push to make the Avatar as real as possible. Mm -hmm. And I think a number of the components are already exists. They just need to be put together mm -hmm. into the same product. But also, I think that uh, it wouldn't necessarily have to be an avatar that's in this metaverse space. It could actually be a projection of us. And so other people would see that hologram would be a 3D digital representation of me, but it would be actual pictures that's seeing. But isn't that still an avatar? Isn't that just a really good avatar? It, well, it's kind of like saying that family portrait is a character caricature of you. Yeah, I think that's that's interesting. I think one thing too, though, to keep in mind with this, if you look at the progression of technology and human interaction, we don't often just jump at the newest thing and the, the best technology doesn't always win out. 3D TVs 10 years ago were supposed to be the, the best new thing, right? And everyone was supposed to have a 3D TV and we're going to have 3D movies in our homes. Well, that kind of flopped because we all had to wear these glasses in order to interact with it. So the experience was definitely better, but it didn't take off because there was a wearable physical barrier that made it just a little bit too unrealistic and a little bit, you had to take a bit too much of a step out of your current comfort and what's currently socially acceptable even in order to do it. It would just be weird to get all your friends together and then you have to put these glasses on and sort of sit at the right angle to watch the movie. People are like, you know what? It's fine. I can just watch it on a screen. Yeah. There's been these examples, you know, VHS and beta. There's these examples where a better technology is there, but for whatever reason, we were just content to engage with it the way we were previously. And we didn't immediately jump to the new thing or it took a real jump you know video calls have been around for a long time yeah. but it took a pandemic for it to become socially acceptable for that to happen we don't do we didn't do it as much until it became a little bit more socially or became more of a, a necessity and so i think there could be an uh, oversimplification of how quickly people oh, will jump on new technology and and it's going to require some outside forces beyond just great tech to make it happen. See, so I agree that the idea that we're going to reach a fully immersive metaverse, that's going to take a very long time. I I, I think that there's going to be a series of stages and, and it'll sort of start to become a thing in certain spaces and sort of systematically replace aspects of what we currently use the internet for uh but 
I would argue that we're never going to see a metaverse that completely replaces the real world. Mm -hmm. um, right? We're going to engage with it in much the same way that we engage with the internet now. Like we're going to take some aspects right. of it. That's that's and so you know it doesn't have to be as fully immersive as the real world is. It just has to be easier and better than the options we currently have. Let's say companies have a virtual office on the in the metaverse. Mm -hmm. I think the adoption of that is going to be much faster than people adopting the metaverse for hanging out with their friends. If we ever even get to the point where we hang, you out think with people their are friends. gonna, you think people are gonna work in the metaverse before they play in the metaverse? Play is a different thing. Like so, so you know, true sure. social interaction. I think, uh, you know, like getting together with your friends on a Saturday night. Video games, I think, is probably be the first place that we see it. First, absolutely it, the first. Yeah, yeah. it's already kind of happening. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's because it is a very positive. Uh, rewarding environment so mm -hmm. yes absolutely gaming and, and play and probably movies streaming services i, I think these are areas that we're going to see it but where where it really starts to change our world i think will happen probably in, in some other spaces like like work mm -hmm. rather than having dinner with your friends right mm -hmm. there there are other potentials like you can have digital restaurants and you eat your meal with your VR goggles and all these things, right? That, yeah, that's silly. People aren't going to do that, but I'm just imagining now people wearing VR goggles and like missing their mouth all the time with their spoon and just getting soup all over themselves because yeah. they can't. Yeah. Um, and I would agree with you that there's substantial technological um, barriers to reaching that fully immersive space. I, I would argue that it's not until you know, something like Neuralink where we just right. uh, plug into the metaverse kind of idea, in which case, like, that's the matrix. Yeah. Um, until we reach that level of immersion, it's just, it's going to be isolated elements of our real world that gets connected to the metaverse. And mm -hmm. I can see those systematically becoming more over mm -hmm. a long period of time. No, I think we can both agree that it's going to take a long time. And like we said at the beginning of the episode, it's not something that doesn't exist now and will suddenly fully exist in a few years. It's a slow progression. And just like you started on the internet a little bit, you had to dial up and you spent a few minutes and then you logged off and now it's become you know more and more ubiquitous. It's going to be a similar thing uh, with the metaverse and the technology is going to have to advance significantly to make it immersive enough. And I think one point just to kind of close is I think there's a lot of talk too about, you know, it, it feels kind of like we're talking about a bit of a utopia when we talk about this space. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, it's going to be exactly what we want to create and everything will be, you know, beautiful. And we can only, it's going to have all of the same or worse problems that the internet today has. Yeah. There's a lot of great things about the internet. It's changed our life for the better in many, many ways. Um, but it also has a lot of downsides and a lot of problems and those yeah. are just going to be as big or more in a in a metaverse space and in a virtual reality space. You know, um, social media has its ups and its pluses, uh, but it also has, you know, as we've seen, a lot of problems. And I think we need to be wary of that and wary of who's in control of these spaces, just like yeah. we need to in, in an internet, a regular internet space. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the need for regulation uh, to start early is imperative. It's definitely the case that we'll see many of the same problems. You know, the metaverse might solve some of some of the existing problems of social isolation. You know, it, mm-hmm. uh, it might allow us to interact more meaningfully with people which the current internet doesn't quite allow. And we saw that during the pandemic. What do we miss most is true physical interactions. I would also add, you know, it's probably going to bring problems that we can't even imagine right Right. now. Exactly. You know, one of the things as we're talking through this, we're kind of talking past each other in some places um, in because we each have our own vision or version of what we think the metaverse is going to be like. And the reality is that that's everyone. No yeah. one really knows what the metaverse will be. There's just an idea that we're going to move to something that's more immersive and more connected, and that will be better for us. But what exactly that looks like, what exactly the underlying technology will be, how we then manage to walk that line between maintaining a digital life and a real life, we don't know. Design Minded is created by Reg Boy and Chris Montgomery. The theme music for this podcast was composed by Jonathan Boy. Recording and sound design by Audiosyncrasy. Check them out at audiosyncrasy.ca. If you enjoyed today's episode, please tell a friend or leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And finally, thanks for listening. <laughs>